2: Semple Stadium, an iconic sporting venue. As part of a major fundraising drive, My Stadium Seat is offering you the chance to place your name or the name of someone who loves GAA on a seat at the Field of Legends. Packages from €100 include seat naming plaques, certs of authenticity, online biographies and open day tickets. Show your support. Visit mystadiumseat.com. Semple Stadium, where every name matters.
3: Number 75. I'm your host, Kevin Ryan from St. Mary's, and today I'm joined by two reps from Turtle Sarsfields, Sean Smith and Jamie Barrett. From Carrick Davins, I've St- Stephen Cronin, all the way from Tumavara, I've ended Tracy, and coming in from Clamalogue then is Colin Parcel. Right, lads, it's Championship Eve, it's Tip versus Waterford as Watch Park. It's not quite summer hurling, but you know, the temperature, temperatures are ramping up for the weekend. Tipper area, two to one with the bookies. Are we outsiders? Are we going there with any chance? Stephen, you're on the front line there. Down in Carrick, um, what's 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 the mood on the border?
1: Um, I suppose the mood on the border
3: is is um,
1: the negative side of the tip. People is we haven't a hope. And Then if the Water people, in. I think I think it's a foregone conclusion this weekend for them. So um, look, I suppose the closer it gets, maybe I'm just thinking with the heart, now, not the head, but the closer it gets, like I give I give our lads a chance. Look, for the further along the road and. You know, they're a well oiled team now under Liam Sheedy, under Liam Carl, with three years. So it's, uh, it's do or die for them this year now, as far as I'm aware and as far as I'm concerned. And the big question for them Sunday is can they handle the pressure of being the favourites now? Because they're, they're not only the favourites this weekend, but the favourites, one of the favourites for the All Ireland. And uh, look, I suppose Colin Bonner will. I, I, I don't like any tip man relishing the fact that they're underdogs because it's Tipperary at the end of the day. But I I think he'd be quite pleased going in as underdogs for, in the first game because, you know, he's new to this team. They're new to him. They're building a new way of playing and, you know, losing a few stalwarts early on in the year and then bad news with Jamie there just the last few days. But I think, um look, maybe it's just blind confidence, but... I'm going down there now with a bit of confidence and and uh, hope more so than re- expectation. But hopefully we can we can turn up and do the business on the day.
3: Yeah, I, I suppose as I saying, you know, like a, a team waiting waiting in the long grass. Tip have had quite a low low key league. I think we will all agree on. You know, even a disappointing league in some regards. Uh, Sean, you know, is, is that turning into positive with Stephen as he says? Their Waterford are being hyped up. Even I don't think they're being done any favors by some of their by some of the media in, in the last couple of weeks really kind of identifying them as you know as this being the year and the key year for him. It's really a key match for them. championship the new format you have to win your home games.
4: Yeah, Kevin, they're like they're kind of going up there, it's the kind of post line and stuff, but the fair to score 420 against the car team who were signed the third year like and they seem to be all guns blazing. Um the tip it's hard to know like the news of Callan and as Stephen said there was kind of disappointing as I know that routes him out's another kind of if you take him party like Brendan's in there, at gun gone Beer be before as well, so I know them lads are kind of lost, but I don't know, it's hard to be positive, I don't know why, to be honest, it's just, it's something about this championship as well, it's just seems to come in, like it's the middle of April already, we could be gone come the end of April, like you know what, it just doesn't feel right here, you know, there's no, there's no timing between the build-up, between the league and the championship, like the boys are in current house, they're actually getting in for bonding session, but like, but other than that, there wasn't much, it's a good work I know um, the injuries in Hampton help and weren't in here too much. challenge games either but like Waterford are of all favourite to be honest for but like we can like wouldn't try to take win, win like, but I just I'm going down kind of in hope more expectation event.
3: definitely end that do you want in there to maybe cheer us up any kind of chink in the Waterford the arm, armour there I think our listeners we need something going down there on Sunday
5: I suppose the chink is that they're they been hyped up to the max as, as uh, boys were saying there. Like I mean like uh, well, how, when's the last time what for a in All Ireland? <laughs>
2: 59.
5: We have an awful lot of All Ireland medal winners on our team. So you'd swear this was a uh, men against boys. There's lots of experience in the tip camp. Lots of lads with experience on pulling out performances on the big day. Um I'm 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 like Stephen. I'm I'm maybe it is blind confidence, but I think we're going down there in pretty good shape. Look, the league is the league, lads. At the end of the day, like, like I, it's all we have going there for a couple of months, and everyone's trying to read something into it and try to get some form guide there going into the championship, how teams are setting up, how they're going. But, like, the league, they're glorified challenge matches these days. They really are. Um, like, if uh, who won the league last year? It was Galway and sure. How do they go into the championship afterwards? So, like you, you, have to take all the games and all the results with a pinch of salt. Um, now look, Watford are very good; they have a they have a good panel built up there. Um, but it seems to be the way when a team are going well that Jesus, the media go mad for, especially a team that hasn't traditionally won a lot. Um, going back the years outside of Tip Cork and Kenny, um, they, they they love to get on the bandwagon, so to speak. So, uh, Jesus, was it Anthony Daly saying there that? have the best panel in Ireland all of a sudden. Not worried about Limerick there. Fuck. Not worried about Limerick all of a sudden. And, and Watford are favourites for the All-Ireland. So you have to take a pinch of salt of the league. Um, having said that, it's 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 always going to be a tough trip down there. Um, I think if we can match the energy, uh, we have a very good chance. Look, Bonner was on, uh, gave an interview there earlier in the week, and he was asked about... Um, perceived like a pace there on the, on the panel and on the first 15 and he the first thing he said was uh, it won't be for a lack of effort or a lack of uh, commitment that we lose this match so like he's as motivated as any tip person is like he's living down in Watford so he's going to be he's going to have the lads pumped up for this one and you know it's been geared towards this for the last <laughs> month so I, I, can't, I can't see us not showing up whether we get the result or not look that's another another thing but I can see his performing anyway. Whether it's good enough, we'll have to wait and see.
3: Jamie, would you agree with that? That you know, what we really need here is a performance. Maybe if we were to pick two games, we definitely need a result against the following week against Clare. But would a performance be enough for you?
2: 100%. Yeah, I think I think Waterford along with Limerick are favourites for the All Ireland. So I think going down to Waterford on a Sunday, a, a, a very good performance uh, should be the minimum. Um, coming away with a win. It's going to be extremely hard in Walsh Park. We all know that. We're all fairly realistic. but I think a performance, uh, especially from our marquee players, from the likes of Ronan and Cahill and Jason Ford and John McGrath and Dan McCormack, if, if, if those experienced players stand up and the other guys rally in behind them, we won't be too far off at the end of the day. I mean, Waterford, they're, they're a fantastic team. But if they don't have the ball or they're being closed space, being closed down in the middle of the field, they're not going to be able to run through us like... During the league it was hilarious. Most of what times Waterford pissed through defenses and nobody laid a hand on him. We need to just make the middle third of the battleground, I think, and every ball we have, we need to make something with it. Create chances of or take our scores, which you, you can't let Water dictate the game. If they do, they'll beat us up the gate.
3: And I, I suppose just to just to take your point there, there seems to be a, a growing divorce between league league intensity and championship intensity and do you think um again view from Tom Melcon? Do you think that maybe Waterford are maybe if look, they have a very good manager will keep their certainly keep their legs on the ground, but are the feet on the ground. But do you think you know league performances in particular, a very good league final win over Cork could mean you know that maybe if Tip can you know somehow get into them early on that you know they could start to panic a bit.
6: Yeah, I, look, I do, Kevin. But the reality of this is, would I be happier coming? Would I be happier as a supporter coming in if we had beaten Cork? Convincingly in the league final rather than Waterford. Yes, I would. I would be much happier coming in having won the league. And I, I take the point that you've made and that the boys have made about the separation between league and championship. But I would make the point as well that in the last three times that we've played Waterford, they've beaten us convincingly. So, you know, you have to kind of go on, on uh, you know, you have to use a, a sort of a, a bit of evidence here. And the evidence so far from the last 12 months, let's even forget about the league, You know, which has been a bit, there's been a bit of glorified challenge about it. But the evidence of the last 12 months is that Waterford are a better team than us. They've won the league. And, you know, TIP have shown nothing to me personally. And and, and I I don't say this with any sort of glee, and I'm not cutting the back off the boys or anything like that. But I haven't seen anything in the last 12 months that would fill me with a whole lot of confidence going down to, to Welsh Park on Sunday. The only thing I would say, and the lads have alluded to this, is we've been down this road at Warford before, where they've been hyped up beyond all recognition, everybody's second favorite team, and all this sort of rubbish, you know. And we'll see how they'll deal with that. But you would think, again, if I was given the choice as a Warford supporter, would I rather have Liam Cal or Derek McGrath over a favorite? I'd rather have Liam Cal all day, every day. You know, I think the Liam Cal factor in this is massive. You know, he he has proven himself with. With tip underage teams, you know, fancied and unfancied to, to, to be a really good man manager and really good tactical. And I think he'll play a big part on Sunday. So I'm probably a little bit less, uh, well, I wouldn't say less optimistic than the boys. I, I, I think just going on what we've seen over the league and over the last 12 months, I think Waterford are just favourites. And while we're in the long, while, we're, you know, you said we're in the long grass, that, that grass to me is very, very long. And I don't know if I can find a way out of it at the moment. But look, it's, it's championship. It's Tipperary, you know. We, we'll always have a chance. We'll, we've plenty of good hurlers going out in the field, but you know, whatever my heart and my head on this occasion would, would be going for Waterford, unfortunately.
3: You mentioned Liam Cal there, I think he cut his teeth uh, coaching at Klamilog, so I suppose he can blame you, can take the blame for that <laughs> one. If but um, how big is the Cal factor there? I'll, I'll I'll throw that open there. We may as well you know, address that there now, or you know, how, how big it? I suppose look, he knows Tipperary, the players very well. He's coached many of them to win all, to win all Ireland. And you know, we, we we know all about how good a motivator he is. What I will say a criticism, he could sometimes get it wrong like he did with Tip in, in a couple of monster finals against against Cork there and, and learn a lot from defeats. But um do you think he that bought to the right pitch and how big of an advantage is he?
1: I, I think he's a huge advantage to Walford and about this Walford team the last few days. <sighs> For me, I know they're superstars in previous eras, but for me, this is their best team mm. that I've seen. Because not, 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 not to say that Austin Gleason is a better hurler than Ken Ken McGrath. Not to say it's they are they're they're tuned better. They have a better <clears throat> system. They have a better style of play. The better system of play. Whereas Watford and the Norties were off the cuff. You know, it was gung ho. It was it was. It was just, you know, on the spot kind of hurling. Whereas Liam Cal have him tuned into the way he wants to play. And for the most part, bar a little bit of stupidness out of Geeson, they're doing everything he wants of them. And that's, that for me is the worry, is, is the worry uh, as a tip person for this weekend. Like, you know, they're doing exactly what he wants and they are playing a great style of hurling. But, you know, like, he, he'll have them ready that's you know he'll have them ready he'll have their feet on the ground and uh, I suppose that's the that's the worry when it comes to the favourites tag that they have that I think Liam, Liam, can, <coughs> Liam and, and Mikey Evans they, they can have them managing managing that I hope I'm wrong in that regard but you know again it's Tipperary going down that, you know like I, the Walford result or the the league final result was brilliant for Walford and all that but Look, I've said it here before, I don't rate Cork. I don't rate Clare. like they're too soft. They got into him and they just mauled him. I hope that when we go down there on a, on Sunday, that they won't they won't be given an inch, you know, and, and we we meet fire with fire and who knows? Who knows? But Liam Cal is going to be a big factor for offer this year, more so than any of their managers previous.
3: Yeah, any any different views on that or you all think he's a He's a big plus. We won't revisit all grounds, but you know, his, I know
2: he, what, he is. Yeah, you have to say he is. Like you know, when he was at Tipperary, you know, even when they won the under twenty all Ireland, they, they just they just blitzed every team going through. Even Wexford in the all Ireland semi final down Donal Park scored eight goals and just ruthless. Watford are, are like that now. Watford are getting that confidence from from himself and Mikey Beavins and. They're, they're dangerous, <laughs> out, but you know, and they are like Cal. Cal is shrewd enough. He didn't appeal that red card for Austin Gleason. And they'd Austin taken on the chin. And if they were bet by Cork, it was Austin's fault. And if they won, Austin was made well aware that it could be done without from time to time as well. So I Cal couldn't lose by not appealing that. He's a clever man, like.
3: He definitely, and one of the things that's definitely apparent is that they are, you know, definitely going for goals. I don't want this to, to turn into a water for <laughs> Love Fester, and maybe we'll, we'll leave the water for but... analysis of this. But, well, you know, I think that's definitely um, something that Tip will have to look at on Sunday because, you know, you're going to have 11,500 people in there and you just need to kind of keep, the, keep those supporters quiet, make them as anxious as possible, I'd say, make them as nervous as possible. Um, The, the goal is there.
5: Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to need goals ourselves to win this match. I think that's fairly obvious. we're pretty worrying in the early games in the league, even coming up to the Antrim game where we had one goal scored. In all the games, and even not even creating chances to score them. So, I, I said that to Bonner there earlier in the week, and he's acutely aware of that as well. He's, he he said, We need goals, and look, you're looking at needing at least two or three, I'd say, because look, the, the backline can play as well as they want. But I, I think, what if a set of four was there and that really have the eye in and to be stopping them scoring? Maybe you could hold them to two goals, maybe I think, if a good chance. Um with Daisy Hutchinson inside and Stephen Bennett, like they're they're on fire in front of the goal. And they they're they'll probably go head bent for goals. I think it was kind of highlighted that they turned down goal opportunities maybe in the league clash against us, trying holding stuff back. But um, yeah, we're gonna to need to score heavy, I think. Um and to be fair to Bonner, when we played Antrim, I know it's only Antrim, but like they were turning down some very easy point opportunities to go for goals. So he knows as well as anyone that. We've beating Waterford down there. There's going to have to be green flags going up, and look if we can get a few early ones, maybe that'll put the cat amongst the pigeons.
3: Yeah, um, again, no, no, it's the league again. But you know that Waterford goal was the first Waterford goal against Cork in the league final was probably a key score. You know, there uh, another one followed. You know, just even a, a minute or two later, but it just you know it deflated Cork a little bit, and you see there how, how crucial it is. Right, folks, I'm going to name out a tip team. I think we, we spent a lot of time on the previous podcast kind of guessing what would be our Championship 15. We're now just a couple of days away from it. See, would you change? Would you, would you, would you keep it? Or, you know, so Brian Hogan wins the Battle of, of the Hogans. I think it's um, on Westside did his his team there that it's looking much more likely. He got more league, um, he got more league time. Full back line and look, you know, I, I'll name it as a traditional 15 or whatnot, But you know, known these days that doesn't hold as such. Craig Morgan, who's definitely been a find, Quigley in fullback, and Cottle Barrett then other corner. Yep. I have Seamus Kennedy, Sham, Ronan in, in centre, and then I have uh, one of uh, Bobby Byrne or Barry Heffernan on the wing, possibly with Heffernan if he's not there, going into midfield. Dan McCormick is one midfielder. I have Noel maybe as a question mark and another. Into the forward lines then, I have Mickey Breen, I have Jason, and I have Connor Bow then i have Mark Keogh, John McGrath and Jake Morris, kind of, in some in some, you know, that six to kind of rotate somewhere or whatever. Thoughts on that? Anyone to come in there on that with your first reflections?
4: Who are we thinking right. there, like, full forward? Are we going to have some ledges spare square or not? Or just, play, or just play John McGrath as a kind of loose man inside? Like, kind of, it's...
5: I, I, I prefer forward, like, amongst. Yeah, I think we can start out with John McGrath inside with Mark Keogh. See yeah. how the game's going. You have the Capacity to change at then if things aren't working off. I, I, to be honest with you, I'd be more confident maybe bringing John out the field. He doesn't have that turn of pace, use, and like he's deadly in front of goals when he gets the ball. But the way hurling is now, like he needs to be out in front of his man.
1: I'd and, agree with that. I, I, I I'd have Jason four close to goal, with um, with with one of the two boys, and I'd have John, out at the center, kind of yeah. drift like getting involved in all the middle third action because I think what John will bring. Right. he's not going to beat. Not saying he's slower, but he's not going to beat a lad over a fifty yard, you know, and, and and get the ball into you know. But what I think he can bring to the game is getting on all them balls that round possession, winning the dirty ball, a little bit of magic sidestep here and a delivery, similar to what what um what Noel is about. And I know Noel wouldn't be blessed with the pace or the the intensity in far it now, but I think you do need a mix of of power and pace and just running with a bit of flair like you know and if you had might be too much to have Noel midfield with Dan and John at centre forward but I do think you need a bit of magic to supply the boys inside and I, I, I think the boys would give you that
5: I'd prefer to have Noel midfield just so I could put Barry Heffernan back wing back um, but then again I don't think we can do without the extra energy there in midfield so I think I'd say we can pretty much nail down Barry Heffern starting midfield and Robert Byrne starting. I think. Um, Barry, there's been a calamity in training, and Burn his form's fallen off a cliff, but he has been hurting well. Um, I'd have, I'd, I'd, be worried about him there, but look, he's, he's, he's there on merit now. I think, and he's taking his chance. But I'd say it'll be Barry midfield. Well, just,
3: um, i I've just, I could just picture him and Austin Gleason there, and mm. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I just I say Kevin, like five
2: a, minutes. I think. I think the likes of um, with Robert Byrne, Ronan, Shankendy, Heffern, and Dan McCormick are five big men, physical men, pretty mobile men, especially Heffernan and Dan McCormick are going to get up and down the field, and you're going to need to be able to track runners like Mikey Breen. The same. I don't think Noah McGrath can start midfield because he doesn't bring the no. enough pace. No. I know he can. He can pick. He can pick passes. This isn't a game to pick passes. This is a game to track runners and stop guys breaking through and walking through our defense. Um, so I think like, when the game opens up maybe in the second half, absolutely no one can take scores and the game loses shape, I suppose. But when the water onslaught comes, you can't have no way to pick up a loose pass from a backman.
3: It's not going to get mm-hmm. one back. Like. I suppose I think- yeah, we, we might put a lot of um, emphasis on the starting fifteen, but you know what's you know evident again again from that league day down below in Walsh Park was you know, at about fifty minutes our game plan went to shreds because we didn't really bring anything off the bench or like what we did bring off didn't, didn't work or, or kind of plan B. So like definitely the, the 15 that finishes this. So like with that in mind, would would, would you hold Noel maybe for a last 20, 25 minutes kind of thing, as you said, with the game maybe a bit more open?
5: Yeah, I think I I think I think the form of Alan Flynn in the league was um, was disappointing because we know the energy he has. Like once the final last year, geez, the first 40 minutes, he was up and down the field like a march air the whole match and the heat on the day like he has that engine there but he was he was so poor in the first few games of the league and he hasn't really featured in the last few games but, but to be honest I know there's question marks over Noel's ability to get around the pitch and track runners and put in that shift that the likes of Alan Flynn will be able but just in terms from, from his hurling ability to bring guys into play and just as an attacking weapon I, I don't think we can afford to have him stewing on the bench at the end of the day, we need to get scores as well. Like it's not all about running down blind alleys and trying to stop mm. them hurling as well. We we have to try to do our own thing too. And I just don't think we can afford to have Noel on, on the bench. To be honest,
1: I'd be of that opinion as well. I think um if Noel if Noel does start, I think the more ball he gets on, it, like did he be able to dic- dic- dictate the game through hurling? Whereas look, the lads he's marking are going to run everywhere, and maybe we have to give up a little bit, a little bit of that. But they're still a part of this game, regardless of us not being the favourites, where we have to go down and stamp error authority. We have yeah. to go down and stamp error play on the game. And if that means... Look, that could that could be Breen and and Bo coming a little bit deeper, you know, to, to crowd out that middle, middle area a little bit more. Yeah. But I, I do think, look, there's going to be a big battle in the mid, that middle third. And we do need someone that's going to be able to... All all no needs. No could turn a turn a lad in the phone box. All he needs is a step, ball in hand, and a deliver. Like I think if we're going to be chasing Walford all over the park, and when we get the ball, going to launch up the field, they're just going to take it back down the field. You know, like we want to try and get decent ball into our forward line so we can make hay. And as he said, they will, The days of launching a big ball up to the full forward we don't have. Shamey Cullinan versus Galway all those years ago. So we have to get. We have to supply that inside line with decent ball. And they can score goals, but we have to get them the ball to do it. I think Noel, for me, Noel and John can do that. You know, they they can be hurlers in the middle of a heap of greyhounds. And uh, that's where I'd be, that's where I'd take confidence going down to Watford. We, we do have hurlers. You know, the game is not all about who can run the fastest. You know, yeah. you have to be able to hurl too.
5: Yeah, we, we have five lads there that are, that are going to be very um, competitive there in the middle middle third. You've Michael Breen, Jack Morris... Connor Bow, Dan McCormick, Barry Heffernan. Them lads are well able to put in the shift and they're well able to put themselves about. It's going to be important, just even just looking at the league fixture, just getting the subs on at the right time to keep that energy. Um, We've seen Waterford seem a bit fitter now. Maybe maybe Tip have have bridged that gap and maybe they're through a heavy set of training or they weren't, whatever it was, but they seem like they're going to be ready for it. So it's just about the timing of bringing on the subs, keeping the energy going you know, bringing on bonner Maher there into the half-forward line especially and getting him to dig in for 20 minutes just to put in a shift and look hopefully if we're in the mix at that stage and we can keep keep the energy levels up we might be able to pull something off so, um,
6: yeah.
3: Definitely, I suppose mean, just to look at our forward play again, you know, as you said, kind of Mickey Breen, kind of Conor Bow, good, that's will be working back a lot but you know, when you look at Jason, Marqueo, John McGrath and Jake Morris, they're four for quality forwards I would say so, you know, they're it, with with that in mind, I, I I think that you know that that four that quartet gives you a chance against any team if they are on a going day. And I'm just thinking: Are we in the last last chance to do now for John McGrath? Kind of as a start, starting are we are we being very very generous? Kind of all having starting fifteen. Could there be a springer such as like you know a, even a Bonner from the start or a Joe Brown kind of somewhere in the
6: somewhere in the starting fifteen and maybe John being that impacts up. Yeah, I, I think so, Kevin. I've been thinking about that all week. Like, This is Bonner's first, you know, it's his first championship match as Tipperary manager. You wonder, would they, you know, is there something that we're missing? That, that You know, something unusual, some sort of curveball going to come. And the one player I think would be under pressure, and, and Jesus, I love the guy to bits, is John McGrath. I think his performances, his club performances for Lockmore have obviously, have been excellent in the last year or two. But on the inter-county scene, you, you have to go back probably to 2019 All-Ireland Final since he's really turned it on for tip, you know, so I think he's he's one of the guys that I would see under under a little bit of pressure. I wonder what Gerard Brown is Jer. I, I saw Colin Bonner name check Jar Brown earlier on in the week, you know as somebody with, with with a lot of speed and a lot of ability i wonder is, is is he in their in their thoughts like you know we don't i haven't heard anything really about training or the famous who's going well in training I, you know I haven't heard anything like that, but you would wonder is 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 is, is there likely to be a curveball there, or is the curveball going to be Robert Burns starting and, and Conor Bow starting because maybe at the start of the year there wouldn't have been two guys that I immediately would have thought would have been, start, would have been starting on Sunday and as the boys have said like there, you know there is goals in, in Mark Markio, there is goals in Jake Morris, there is goals in Jason Ford so you know I'm almost talking myself around here to thinking that actually we have, we have a fair old chance on Sunday now you know thinking about it but there, but there, is, there is scoring potential there definitely.
3: Yeah definitely I suppose one of the things that Colin Bonner will have to factor in is also seven-day turnaround which players can go again.
5: Yeah, I suppose we're kind of getting hung up on Watford, aren't we? It's like a traditional Munster quarter final yeah. or something just a yeah. one-off yeah. match but there, there is that element as well but like if you could get a win in your first game it takes so much pressure off us I think. Um, it's just so important like when you've look, you had to be hoping we'd beat Clare in the second round Sure, if we can't beat Clare we might as well have that. Um <laughs> But like, then you have Limerick in the, in the game after and I, I'm expecting Limerick to to wipe the floor with Cork in the first round, to be honest with you. I'm really afraid with the performance they're going to bring there if I was a Cork person. So like it, it's very important to get off the Whatever about the result, yes, we need to be hurling well anyway.
3: Um, Surely, in the, if there's anything about this Cork hurling team, Sunday is their day against Limerick, to show it.
5: I think they're going to get trounced. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing the about cock. Does not look, there's nothing. Yeah. There there's,
1: there's water everywhere. Breaking.
5: If you go back ten years, like, like even the goals that conceded against Watford, I just first You're thing that came to my up. mind was Pat yeah, Donnell running galloping down the middle of the field in an All Ireland final, yeah. nobody laying a hand on him for sixty or seventy yards, and passing it to Shane on It's the same thing. It's been happening. Shocking. To them.
1: It's it's a it was. Just after the Watford, was it the first or second goal? I think they were shell-shocked. The ball broke around the Cork 65. And just, I can't remember who it was. I think it was a white helmet facing back towards his own goal. ball broke. One-handed swiped at the ball and had he connected, would have went across the field out for sideline. It, was just, it looked like a player that was absolutely like a rabbit in the headlights at, at the intensity of Watford brought. And it just, I was watching I was like, that cannot be an inter-county hurling, You know, like, physical, physicality and intensity and that's the bread and butter of inter-county hurling. and, you know, and, and Watford can, our uh, car can't handle it. You know, so, like, as a great victory, it was the league final. I'm not overly concerned because of Watford's, Watford's uh, performance that day. The only, what my concern is, is where are we in our fitness levels? You know, like, as it was well noted, we blew up with 10 minutes to go. But earlier on in that game, Jake Morris had a chance that went an inch the wrong side of the post um, for a goal. And Barry Heffernan, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Quirk gave him a bad hand pass, sent him out towards the sideline. Barry Heffernan took a shot from the sideline, hit the post, came down. Waffle went up and sucker punched us with a goal, went four points up, uh, turned turned the deficit into a lead and a drain tip. But up until that point, hurled hurling well—they started really hard, really fast. So I think if our if our fitness levels are there and our intensity levels are there, I, I don't think it'll be like, like it won't be as
3: big a, a bigger a shock to me if, if Tipperary can turn it around, you know,
1: turn them over. Sorry.
3: It would be. It would be a great way. You know, I'm I'm beginning to believe more and more of this. You. all you know, it's evident. You know, we do have the talent to do it. Things I will have to go away. It would. Quite started the championship to the 2022 championship. I don't need to ask you all for sport predictions, do I? We're all going for tip win, so on Sunday, I think so. Go for a tip win, yep. Anyone wanted at the other game, we talked about Lencer, then which is more tip. of a a soft launch, but um, anyone going against the grain which can see Cork troubling Limerick? No, I
2: think I don't think so. I think Limerick could beat them comfortably enough. Cork folded like a cheap suit against Waterford, so <laughs> Limerick are going to up the, go through the gears now, and I'd say you
3: know, for, Kingston
2: is going to be in trouble.
3: Look, Cork, like, Cork, Cork, look, quite league.
5: Cork look lovely in league, Ireland, because they get space, they get time on the ball. You know, that's not going to happen in Championship, um, especially against a team as physical as Limerick. I, I think this could be a 10-point-plus beating, genuinely. Jesus. I'm afraid, I'm kind of afraid it'd be... It'd have Limerick right on the back, all right, on the right track to get back on the horse straight away after a terrible league, and maybe the confidence was a bit low. But I'd say John Coadley would have them ravenous, and I think Cork are the perfect team for them. To be honest, I think they would blown them away.
3: Yeah, no, I, I think that somehow you know Limerick are, are managed to kind of dampen expectation, you know, with a such an underwhelming yeah. league. And I think after maybe a game or two, they might have just you know, you know, gave up on it and and just and alter their preparation really to kind of to peak on this um, yeah it'll it'll, it'll be an, it'll be an interesting one you know it's, I, Wex, I
6: said, Wex, Wexford and Galway's on as well on Saturday night lads isn't it? Yeah, yeah
3: no and, you know that's I suppose the only I, I, I spoke there Colin about a a soft launch for the for the Leinster Championship and you know that's the only game of note there and you know unbelievably I think with the with the, with the bookies I think they have Galway as favours for that who for me have definitely a, underwhelmed
2: but Henry Factor. Yeah, yeah, it's the Henry Factor, I think. Wexford, I would have Wexford as favourites there all day after. They had a fairly steady league up to the semi final, and Egan said they were fairly flat footed and low on energy and all that kind of shape. But they, they had a good league up to that point, in fairness.
6: They don't lose very much in Wexford Park, lads, do they? In, no, they in, in don't. Championship. They're hard, they're, hard, they're hard bet down there, you know. But just, <laughs> just even, even, I suppose, the fact that we even have to think about who's playing on Saturday night, it's you crazy. know. It's great. Like, th- th- uh, is it just me or has, has this this championship been very badly promoted so far by by the GAA and by RTE? I mean, I saw some people mentioning about there there be no preview show on Sunday night on you know on League Sunday or whatever that there was nothing no build up. Now look at just bad enough lads having to listen to us talking about hurling, but it's worse listening to Anthony <laughs> Daly and Derry grand like that maybe <laughs> about it. So maybe it was no harm that there wasn't because the, the waffle and shite you be listening to, but. You know, I I I had forgotten that Wexford and Galway yeah. was on on Saturday night until I, I read something about it today. And I I think it's 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 very very disappointing from the GAA and from RTE that that there's such a low profile and such a low build up to all the games on Sunday. Like this should really be pushed out and 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 be front and center at this stage. Like you know,
3: yeah, I'd yeah. agree that the quality of the Munster and of the Round Robin Championships, you know, has been has elevated the hurling championship another level over the last number of years. And I think they're there may be in that football mindset a bit more, where you know the provincials are only kind of the warm up, whereas mm. this is, you know, like you'll see it in Walsh Park, you'll definitely see it that Wexford Galway game, as you said, because that's maybe as close as you can get. I think as a to a knockout game as for the first game, you know, with maybe with, with, with Kenny also being strong, with, even with Dublin being strong there as well. But yeah, I'd agree, Con. There had there's been precious little to, you know, in by the way of publicity did this week. This is
5: nothing new, though, is it? It's, this is an ongoing problem, I'm sure. This has been highlighted by everybody, really. And the, the one show I really missed, Les, I don't know if you remember Darren there in TG Carr, Show Sport. Oh,
6: it's brilliant. Darrell made a show. It
5: was a great yeah. show.
6: Yeah. Great yeah. show.
5: So, like, yeah. RT should be looking at that sort of format there, maybe on a Saturday morning or, you know, just to preview it. Not not, not necessarily with these lads who had skin in the game, like Jackie Tyrrell and fucking Anthony Daly and all these boys. Maybe like a few national journalists or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, that can actually analyze the game and not give us this cliched bullshit that we see on, on the Sunday game, you know? Um, that's definitely a gap they should be trying to fill I in
6: think, you, I think, as well, as just before we go off the tip water for game, it just struck me a few times this week. Like, in one sense, you have to feel for Colin Bonner. I mean, I remember Nicky English saying after was it was a 91 monster final drawn game, if he ducks with him, they'd have drowned. Like, Colin Bonner has had absolutely no luck going into this championship. Yeah. You know, he's lost Pawdy. You know, he's had a couple of retirements. He's lost, he's lost Shamey. And, and Shamey's going to be out for longer than, than, than they first thought, I think. You know, the, the, there's an infection in his hand now where, 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 he, got, where he got a broken bone. Like, th- that's, a, that's, a, that's a big loss to him. Um, the unavailability of Brian O'Mara, the unavailability of Connolly from Lockmore. Do you know? O'Mara, fa-
2: Willie Connors. Uh, Mara, well, yeah, Willie yeah, Connors. Connors. Eight starters from last year, like-
6: yeah, it's huge, Jamie. Like, you know, it's very, very hard, you know, it's very, very hard to overcome that. Like, and I think, you know, like we all have to factor that in as well. Like, you know, this, he, you know, he he has been, he's been dealt a tough hand here and going down to market the first day, it's, you know, it's a tough game. So, you know, I just, I just think it's it's worth pointing that out as well. You know.
3: That's a fair And maybe we would want to, you know, use it as a kind of temporary expectation, but, you know, to the late, temporary supporter, you're not thinking about that, you know, when you're, when you're maybe watch it, when when you are watching the game in the white heat or battle, you're thinking about the lads on, the, you know. And I think that, as I said, it's important that we leave with something, if not the result on Sunday, that we leave with some sort of performance, and we're not mm-hmm. going away with a hammering. Because you know, again, you look at the, you look at our own club championships. Famously, last summer, you know, when things came down to score difference, but you know, Munster could well come down to score difference again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think Leinster did a couple of years ago, Dublin and Dublin and, yeah. Dublin and Galway, got you know, Galway you can't afford to check out just because you're you're down a few points here, like you know.
6: I, I I wonder I wonder, lads, will we be th- the last day of the round robin? Would everybody take now having to beat Cork in the last game to qualify? Would that oh. be? Un- oh, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah.
5: not a matter. Cork yeah. and Tyrone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll score them in.
3: Oh, I'll sign me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just don't <laughs> give them this podcast before again. Yeah. Maybe but... <laughs> fuck them. they won't fuck all twenty years. Cork being Cork did probably use it for five minutes, and then do, go, revert to the normal, like, you know, type.
6: We'll yeah, become the, the 2022 version of the donkeys, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. But yeah, I, ter- I certainly take Cork now, you know, if, if you offered me tonight, oh, yeah. you got to be yeah. Cork in the last game to qualify, yeah, I take it now. I'll be honest with you, I would take it now, you know.
3: Perfect. Yeah. Right, gents, I think that we will come back here, you know, hopefully after, you know, a uh, tip performance, as we said, uh, next week we'll, we'll come back to revisit it and we'll also be looking forward to the Clare game best of luck to all Tipperary teams that are taking the field in over the next week it is a pact, I suppose for the GA you know inter-county season it is mid-April but we are in full flow our Miners actually had a good, good win tonight now I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that qualifies them for a semi-final Home
6: um, semi-final I
3: think semi-final yeah. So you know that yeah. positive To see the underage any, any any thoughts on that end I know you were yeah. Watching that today it's,
5: So it'll be, probably be A home semi-final Against Limerick uh, Providing Limerick Beat Kerry Which is probably He could probably Chalk that down Yeah it was, it was A few good herders There in fairness um, It's tight enough In the first half I'd say Clare are probably the better, the better team In the first half <laughs> um, But uh, we, we got the goals At the right time um, I think that, uh, Was it uh, Paddy McCormack Knocked in a sideline there at one stage um from a from a sideline cut. Sorry, he batted it into the goals and then Tom Delaney scored an absolute screw bullet into the top corner it was a great finish outside the 21. He looks a really good hurler. Um but yeah, this seems a well balanced team. And the subs coming on were making good contributions as well. Connor Martin there from Kappa White only coming back from injury, and he, he would, would probably have been seen as a starter uh coming into this year. So yeah, uh, home semi-final, um, two wins on the bounce. It's a good start, yeah, and, and then hopefully they can go the distance.
3: Brendan Cummins, you know they were they took their time getting going last week, the under twenties. But uh, you know they they got the expected win versus Kerry, and they're playing Waterford in tomorrow Wednesday Wednesday night. So
5: yeah, I I think they're still trying to get going, Kevin. To be honest, <laughs> Um would uh, say it was lacklustre, putting it mildly. Like they're only a pint up there, with fifteen minutes to go, and they got a couple of goals there to to knock Kerry down, but. Look, Kerry aren't is That's probably one of Kerry's stronger underage teams they've had in recent years. So you'd have to put a caveat on that as well. But look, I I don't like beating the drum of a, a like I'm a traditionalist and I like to see proper hurling. But like it, it reminded me a day of you under Wexford, one man in the inside line, the rest of the team filtered back to pitch, trying to hand pass it through the lines, run the ball. Like when I see Paddy Creed out in midfield, I I just think it's wrong. Like he should be inside in an inside line. Uh, bearing down on goal I, I, Peter McGarry I don't know what you think Kevin he was inside for the first 15 minutes around the square and the rest of the lads had filtered out
3: is, is he is he a good finisher? Yeah ex- excellent to, to, yeah. to be honest and I think that's the, that's the best position for him but yeah. again yeah I, 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 I would have him out, out the field for, for periods Look I I,
5: I, I, I put an asterisk, asterisk on that as well because the, the
3: night was terrible
6: it was Conditions, Ferocious yeah, wind.
3: yeah. Ferocious wind. Like you know, I, I'd, sh- I'd give him a chance against Waterford tomorrow. I give him a right chance, actually. You yeah, know, um- that Waterford, have been good the last
5: couple of years at minor. So, look, the only thing I'd say is they couldn't play worse, um, and <laughs> and hopefully it's a half decent dry day. I know it doesn't look like it's going to be, and um, actually we never mentioned that. It looks like it's going to be pissing rain on Sunday for the for the senior game. But um, look, a win's a win. They needed to get out there with a win, and hopefully they can. Concert sort of a performance out tomorrow against whatever.
4: And now I'm joined by Brian Hudner, Calvita kid on Premier View, in relation to a fundraiser they're currently running. Um, Tip Stands with Ukraine. How are you doing, Brian? How are you doing, Sean? How are things there? Good stuff now. Um, so a few lads on Premier View came together and had a great idea of getting something out and trying to raise funds for Ukraine and knowing and get the old tip colours because tip colours are blue and yellow and linking with Ukraine. It's a great idea, Brian.
0: Yeah, exactly. As, yeah, as you say, Sean, we 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 share the colours like like Wicklow do and Ross and Claire and so on. So I just had a, a kind of a brainwave one day that we we uh, we try and kind of have tips down with Ukraine, and, and that's what we did. And um, so we put together a few t-shirts and uh, a few other lads, as you say, chipped in, and we have a site now where you can buy them for for twenty euros a piece, and uh, it's going well so far. And we're we're hoping that uh, they'll be they'll be on the terraces now down in Walford at the weekend. And uh, even though it's given rain, you know it'll be great for for when you're wearing it to have a few large bottles beforehand and maybe a blah down there. But um, yeah, so it's it's going well. 20 euros get you get you the T-shirt, and all proceeds are going to Ukrainian refugees that that are kind of placed in in various places throughout um, Tipperary, you know, hotels and so on. So um, yeah, the more T-shirts we sell, the more help we can give them.
4: There you go, Brian. Great, hear you. and we've um, had um, another preview. Um, Remember on board, they're doing a printing blow for Park Hawkins there in Sigmund Printing, there outside of Cork and And he's kind of came together. He, as you say, got the t shirts, putting the logo on, you know. And I can look at a t shirt here now, and it's, you know, it's very appealing, like, you know, the, the fist and logo. Is that kind of Park or yourselves, Brainwaves kind of logo, or where did that come from?
0: Yeah, to be fair, that's it's Porix did most of the heavy lifting, as you say, and he's he's the design man as well. So full credit goes goes to him, you know. He, he, he got through a couple hundred of them and, 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 uh, He's done. He's done a power work. So, uh, just another word out for a lad called Tip Top as well on Premier View. He's done. Um, he's done a lot of work on the back end stuff and on, on on putting the website together and, and and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, like you say, it takes a few people to kind of do it. And and uh, like I say, it's just up to the lads now themselves and, and, and to, to to buy a few of them. and would we'll be, you know, we'll, we'll get there.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like in twenty euro includes through the post and all. Like and nowadays, like if someone asks for an twenty euro. You, you kind of give well at least they're getting something back a t-shirt to wear about, you know, and it's something you can you get use of, you know, it's always people love getting something back, how big or small it is, and also shows then their support then for the kind of, you know, for the cause as well.
0: That's exactly it. Yeah. So like you say, tipstands at Ukraine.org. That's the, the website and that's that's where they can they can do everything in one go. And uh, hopefully with them post they'll be with them the next day. Uh, we're we're sending them out as soon as we get the orders in. Very good, and and are they available in multiple sizes, Brian, are they? They are, yeah, right. So the small, medium, large, extra large. Um, and there's even extra, extra large for, for those of us who are, you know, who might might need it, you know. So <laughs> exactly. um, so yeah, a... like I say, it's it's they they're they're fairly generous sizing. So you know, if you're if you're kind of a between medium and large, you're probably a medium, I'd say. Perfect.
4: Great stuff, great stuff. And also again is tipstandswithukraine.org. tip stands with and um, teachers available now. And if you aren't today, you might have you'll definitely have them for a second round tip clear game, no bother anyway, and be around tourist town. Hopefully, people wearing them, you know. Brilliant.
0: Yeah, it'd be fantastic to see a few of them now, you know, from the Sunday game or whatever.
4: Exactly. Great stuff, Brian. Thanks for joining me in the podcast this week, Brian.
0: Thanks very much indeed, Sean. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers.
3: Right, folks. Thanks for that. Best of luck to all Tipperary teams over the coming days. Thank you.
6: Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, lads. Cheers, boys. Take care. care. Yeah. Love. Love.